right, Ron, welcome to a very special edition of Wrestling with the Future. I'm your host, Psychic Medium Angelo, joined, as always, by my co-host, the Happy Haberdasher, Dan, the man, Sebastiano. Dan, how are you? I'm good, Angelo. I wish we had uh, had a better topic to talk about, but it's something important, and I know we yeah. all have a lot to say on it. You know what, Dan, you took the words right out of my mouth, brother. It's uh, it's unfortunate that the, 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 the regular show we had scheduled for tonight had to be scrapped because this is uh, breaking news and we want to uh, we want to cover it while it's hot. It's the kind of news that you really don't want to cover, but in the interest of full disclosure, we must. Absolutely. Joining in this conversation is our our friend, our team member, filmmaker, actor, writer, producer, director, winner of multiple cinematic awards around the country and internationally, Mike, the movie maker, Messier. How are you, Mikey? I'm good, Angelo, and it's good to be here with you and Dan and our special guest. And like you guys said, we have a topic that we would be shirking our responsibility if we didn't address. And yeah. uh, I've been I've been talking about some of this in-ring stuff for years, but the outside of the ring atrocities are new to me. So I'm looking forward to this conversation, guys. Well, Mikey, our guest tonight has a little in common with you. He, too, is an actor. He is a professional commentator, announcer, play-by-play man, product spokesman, MMA artist, a mixed martial artist, boxer, wrestler. He is a professional bodybuilder. He has done it all. I call him the Ultraman, Mac Davis. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's a lot to say. How much of that's true, I don't know, but hey. <laughs> well, from what I read out of your bio, it's all true. <laughs> really good to be here. <laughs> hey, it's wrestling. It's all a work. <laughs> Never let the truth get in the way of a good story. Right. Well, before we uh, <laughs> before we begin in depth in this con- conversation, I do have to take care of a little bit of housekeeping. I need to um, I need to step out of character for a minute. Not that I'm ever in character, but for the sake of uh, setting the record straight, there's a gentleman who I. Uh, who I have disrespected and hurt, and I want him to watch this show if he hasn't already uh, tuned in to watch it. Uh, his name is Benny Scala. I call him Scala from Ocala. Uh, Benny, if you're watching hey. this, uh, I treated you like crap, and I disrespected you and treated you like a piece of shit, and you are not. You are a fine gentleman. You're a good guy. I like having you on the show. I like having you as a part of our team. And if you can find it in your heart to forgive me for being an asshole, I would really like to have you back, and I will do so with open arms, no questions asked. So, uh, if you're out there and you're watching this, I am sincere about having you back. Uh, You are a valued member of this team, and you've done much already that uh, could not have been done by anyone else. So, I'd like you to come back, uh, come back home. Papa Bear misses you. Well, Benny and is a I great guy. Yeah, and to reiterate what Angela said, sometimes in this intense environment of COVID-19 and everything else, misunderstandings happen. But that was very big of you, Angelo, to extend that apology. And Benny is a Thank great you. guy. So we, It's been we, bugging me, Mikey. Yeah, it's it's a tough situation. And, and speaking of tough situations, uh, Dan, yes, maybe sir. Well, you. we've got one tonight. Oh, boy, do yeah. we. Uh, and this is why I wanted Mac here. Uh, Mac has been around this business 
for a very, very long time. Not only this industry, but several others that he can absolutely relate to. Um, and I wanted Mac here to have that peripheral uh, experience with us because, you know, Mac, you know, and Mac, I'm, I'm talking about you like you're not here. You're right in front of me. <laughs> um, because you've been around the business, but uh, on the periphery of it, you know, you you have you you've mingled amongst the workers and you've been in the back. Of course, you've been. Uh, a part of play-by-play teams and commentary, but you're not an active current-day wrestler, and you bring a fresh perspective to this particular subject matter. And I wanted an, a kind of an outsider's viewpoint of a very inside topic, and it really is a very, very inside topic. Um, so, Mikey, you know, you started off this conversation by uh, by saying it's one that we didn't want to have. Tell everybody where we are uh, with the uh, hashtag speaking out, hashtag me too. In wrestling, uh, we should tell people that several, several, many high-profile wrestlers, at last count, almost 90. Wow. Almost mm-hmm. 90 have been outed as uh, maliciously sexual abusive um, uh, all the way to um, just a plain out annoying, uh, sexually annoying or, or however you want to sexual misconduct, whatever v- terminology you want to use. Varying degrees in- of sexual deviance. Exactly. Yeah. Fill in the blank. Exactly, Dan. Yeah. So, Mikey, uh, tell everybody where we are, and then we'll bring uh, Mac into this conversation and Dan. Well, I can only speak from my own perspective as a Twitter follower. And the first things that I was seeing was um, about Jim Cornette and his wife, Stacy. Jim's got a younger wife. The allegation uh, from a wrestler that was using a Twitter handle uh, that was a little bit anonymous, but basically saying that he, the wrestler, felt pressured by Stacy to have sex with him, uh, either with Cornette watching or Cornette somehow involved, and that his wrestling career would be influenced for better or for worse if he partake in that. Soon after that, we started seeing more and more stories. Um, everyone from Joey Ryan has been named at least 16 times. Uh, Jimmy Havoc, the WWE has cut ties with uh, Gallagher, uh, Jack Gallagher, is that right? Gallagher, uh, yes. Gallagher, thank yeah, you. Gallagher, yeah. Gallagher. Um, and so we've seen many big names on both the indie scene, the NXT scene. The Britain scene has been affected a lot. Sometimes I think they call it uh, Brit Rest or Rest Brit. Brit. Um, and that scene's been greatly affected. There's been some, a few, not most, but a few women names thrown in the mix. Yeah. Um, and now we're starting to see things like. Um, uh, Medusa or Alundra Blaze brought up an old story, a very old story, of uh, Sean Waldman and my buddy Kevin Nash um, yeah. putting fecal matter in the food of Sonny back in the 90s. Mm. And well, so, so- and, and let me stop you there for a second, Mikey. That story has actually been verified by Sean Waltman. Right. Uh, whether he intended to validate that story is another matter, but he actually spoke about it 
on a shoot interview with Sean Oliver at Kayfabe Commentary. Yes, I've watched that. That's, and on, he was, public, that's on the public record. Right. Uh, as, as far as close to home, uh, a female that I've known for f- about four or five years, uh, she, she did not get very deep into the pro wrestling world, but she did do some pro wrestling managing. Apparently, she had a, a relationship with uh, Ashley Tremonte, is the young lady I'm speaking of. Apparently, she had a relationship, I believe, with uh, either an Impact wrestler or an ROH wrestler who was coming under fire from another young woman. And Ashley yeah. kind of just got online and backed up some of the stories some of the attitudes that this male wrestler had towards yeah. women and towards her. So I think there's um, the, probably the biggest, one of the biggest stories, which is interesting. Uh, Sammy uh, Guevara, who's becoming a really big star, part of the inner circle, Chris Jericho's group on AEW. Yeah. Basically we hear his voice from a 2016 podcast, uh, basically admiring the body or the physicality of Sasha Banks and saying, I want to rape that woman. That's what what Sammy said. And and the fact that he used yeah. that terminology kind of as our president would say, locker room speech, but bro talk, whatever you want to label it, yeah. it, it comes across as a as very inappropriate, especially to say that when you know you're being recorded. So Well, and and the uh the explanation given is that he was saying it, you know, uh, as one of the boys, you know, kind of uh, you know, let's let's be clear. It was an all male podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's one of the boys. He's kind of like uh, tongue in cheek speaking, like you know, like guys do sometimes. You know, locker room talk, if you want to call it that. Uh, Mac Davis, let me bring you in here. You've been around sure. this a long time. It's not the first time you've seen this happen. It is, however, the first time that it's been acknowledged on such a widespread scale um what do you make of all this uh is there is there a light at the end of the tunnel for wrestling or or have we you know have we completely bulldozed through the uh, fifth wall here I, I think that that problem as you mentioned has always been around in some form fashion or another the, the thing that you've got to remember, though, is not just this sport. This is everywhere. It can be any sport, any place. It can be the groupies from back then to the to what we call the, the radio. Also a bad term people don't want to talk about. But the fact is that has always been now as far. There are two things about this story that I'm always trying to be careful with. And the first thing is that Anybody who comes forward should be taken seriously, and the accusations should be investigated. But at the same time, those accused need to remain to be believed to be innocent until they are proven guilty. Absolutely. There are too many cases where these people will run out there and they'll badmouth somebody just to get the publicity. And I'm not saying that's the case, but it could be. And I think everybody has a right to be heard, seen, and given their side. You know, and that's a very interesting perspective on it. Um, Dan, uh, pick up where uh, where Mac left off and uh, expand on that. Elaborate a little bit. Um, it's the first time, as Mac pointed out, we've we've seen it to this extent. It's been around, as Mac pointed out, it's been around a long time. Um, yeah. oh. Go ahead. 
No, yeah, you, yeah. you're absolutely right. It, it's the, the I've mentioned on the show before the, the double bladed sword of social media, all the the negative that can come with it. But without social media, you would have never had this speaking out movement. You would have never had the Me Too movement that exposed all those perverts in Hollywood. I mean, you figure um, uh, several. I mean, several of the people that are currently in jail, their investigation yeah. started because of of trending hashtags and. Yeah. You, you see, you, you have to, uh, Mac mentioned, and he, he hit a really good point, something that we're going to have to be careful of on the show, too, is walking that fine line. I mean, full disclosure, I, I the license plate on my car is themed of a Believe Women Respect Choice style. That's one of the styles available here in Virginia. So, I mean, I'm very much the first person to, to believe a victim, but you can't yeah. crucify somebody without investigation either. And at the same time, something we've seen with the Me Too move, uh, excuse me, with the, the speaking out movement is there's been several allegations just in the last 48 hours or so that have been proven to be completely false. That well, were, and we're going to talk about that at length then later right, in the show. I'm going to if I can jump in real quick, Mike, sure. one of the uh, uh, not to to disagree with you already but uh one of the ones that's kind of been brought into question to the point where the general consensus is it's crap was the allegation against jim Cornette. the dates didn't match up and now the the accuser has uh deleted all his social media profiles yeah. one of which was apparently under a fake name so it was the same guy cooperating his own story under two names yeah um, but you you have the these these movements and we've already seen how quickly companies have moved uh your, your profile behind you there, Angelo, you've got two guys that have been fired and one guy that was sent through mandatory counseling. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, well, let's, uh, let's, uh, as you like to say, expand on that. Uh, Mac, you know, you know, Jim Cornette. Uh, I have met Jim Cornette. Jim, look, you and I are about the same age or maybe within range, (laughs) but we both remember Jim Cornette. Jim Cornette is a lightning rod. Uh, he is very controversial and right now seems to be a target for anything that comes up. Jim Cornette somehow is involved. I'm not saying that guilty. I really don't. I know that the Jim that I know is he's crazy, but I don't see that. That's just me. I, but, yeah. you know, hey, we've all seen things that uh, can surprise us in the end. Right. Well, Mac, I, I should point out in full disclosure, Mac. That uh, one of the logos that I use for my podcast is a picture of me and Jim Cornette. So, and I know Jim, and I've met him, and he's a great guy. Uh, he is, as you say, a lightning rod. Is he crazy? Yeah, crazy like a fox. <laughs> he's a very smart guy. Um, but something yeah, happened let me recently. Say one thing while... Yeah, something happened recently. Uh, that that did not go unnoticed. In fact, it's uh, already making the rounds. Jim Cornette was at a uh, at a convention recently and was asked to pack up and leave. Uh, security and the building owner actually came over to him to his table, uh, made him pack up all of his gimmicks and escorted him out of the building with police escort. Uh, no explanation has been given for that video other than it was taken on a cell phone by a passerby or a spectator. Um, some people are speculating that this was the prelude to what we're talking about now, 
That has yet to be proven, as Max said. He is innocent until proven guilty, as are all of the individuals that we're speaking about. Uh, we are not going to out anyone as guilty uh, just yet until we get more proof. Uh, and that proof is actually, as Dan points out, a lot of this has already been proven to be malicious content to stir up uh, either emotion. Uh, my, I, I have a theory, if you guys are interested in hearing Let's it. Let's hear it. Let's hear yeah. it. Here's my theory. My theory is that everybody is uh, is not working right now. Uh, and I also have this feeling that a lot of people are strapped for money. And what better way to get your hands on some quick cash than to holler me too or hashtag speaking out. These are people, and, and I'm going to you know, give you a very prolific example, you guys. Okay. Of something that happened recently on our show, um, Mac. I don't know if you if you heard our last show, but we did an entire show with all women, ladies' night out. No, I guess that's the one I didn't hear. <laughs> I watched well, the last it, it is actually up now, and Princess Victoria and Judy Martin were on, along with uh, Casey Carlisle and Jennifer Lynn Lopez. Not one time, not one time did any allegation of misappropriate behavior come up against the boys. Keep in mind, Princess Victoria used to share car rides and hotel rooms with the boys as they did back in the day. And Dan, you were part of that show. Yep. Why don't you go ahead and elaborate? I think uh, something that was so, uh, touched on just a little bit is the evolution. We talked about the evolution of the business, obviously, with the the car rides in the hotels, and uh, I think something that that was both a benefit and a curse for them at the time. Uh, she shared the story where Fabulous Mula was taking her money. You know, something that couldn't happen today with direct deposit and the digital age and all that. If you yeah. listen, to, you read through these speak these these speaking out and, and these allegations. An overwhelming majority of them involve digital technology, texts, Instagram, yeah. DMs. Absolutely. Uh, you know, J Judy Martin wouldn't have to worry about a wrestler sending her pictures or asking her for pictures on a cell phone. Y you didn't have that. Maybe you shared a Polaroid or two. I, I don't know. I was, you know, I, I was born yeah. in 1983, so that's a little little before my time there. But you know, you you have I, I think. Uh, a different atmosphere then than you, than you have now. And also yeah. in the, in the digital age with information being so readily available, uh, you want to hear something interesting, Dan, Yeah, you touched you upon something you touched upon something. And I want to hear, I want Mac to hear, uh, and I'm, I'm sure Mikey already heard it, but the harassment, listen to this one, Mac, the harassment that the women endured both physical and sexual, were not from the men. It was from Moolah. Mm. Yeah. From Moolah. Yeah, you, you know, and the business, and this goes back to, you know, again, any type of business, but in wrestling, in this case, there are men and there are women who will play the cards to benefit 
to them. The women can be just as guilty as a man. And I think that even in those cases, men, if they say, hey, you know, I had somebody's hands on me at one time, you know, that's not unusual. It's not just one way. It goes both yeah. ways. If, but if, I do if, want to say, it, it, make sure that I get this out, but man or woman who has to use mental or physical force to make someone do something that they do not want to do is pathetic, and it should never, ever happen. Amen. I'm a father yes. of two girls, three granddaughters, and the thought of that, somebody touching one of my kids when they don't want it, it would damn near make me kill somebody. I so I think that. it needs to be stopped. And I wouldn't want it Mac Davis mad at me. I'll tell you what, <laughs> if I could, if I could j jump in here real quick, Mac, you actually yeah. touched on a really good point. Several big names, big names in wrestling, including uh, Keith Lee, the current NXT North American champion, have come out with their stories. And these are, you know, 6'2", 6'3", 300-some-pound men who – you know, it's it's easy to kind of I, I I don't want to say maybe this is the wrong choice of words, but it's easy to dismiss some of the smaller cruiserweight women as oh well you know yeah you were a target, but you have guys that could rip me apart and beat me to death with my own legs being sexualized as victims. It, it's it's really important to not or I should, let me rephrase that. It's it's really important to understand that this like like Mac touched on is was across the board. You had male victims, you had female victims, you had male. Uh, males that were accused and females that were accused. This is an atmospheric problem, not specifically one tied to just a specific group of people. And Dan, that's the and one thing. It also does not have to be. I'm, I'm sorry, I was going to say it also does not have to be size in the cases of controlling people. It's the power that people Thank have. You. That exactly, people. Mac. That you're exactly right, and that's where I was going to go here. This is the first time. In a long time, actually, that you've heard allegations and accusations involving women as the uh, the aggressors or uh, as the uh, uh, proponents of this kind of behavior. Mike Messier, you've been sitting ominously quiet, but uh, <laughs> but you've been squirming in your seat. Well, just just so to jump clarify, in here. Just to clarify Dan's point, I wasn't. Uh, accusing Jim Cornette myself. I was just sharing the information that I heard. Well, right? that was the there, Mike, yeah, absolutely. Well, no, it, but my point is I was not personally accusing Jim Cornette. Oh, uh, no. I was, I was no. sharing the information of how I first heard about this. Sure. And um, just for the record, what I was to con complete the point about Sammy and AEW, Sammy Guevara, uh, he has been suspended without pay from AEW yeah. and the money the apparently AEW would, would pay him normally will be going to a Jacksonville women's shelter uh, during yeah. his suspension. We don't know how long his suspension will be. And, uh, but here's, here's a point that I brought up that people didn't seem to like on Facebook. Imagine that. Why are they <laughs> suspending Sammy, one of their usual roster members for inappropriate words and disrespectful words when they have a convicted rapist, Mike Tyson, getting big money to be a special celebrity guest. And when someone can give me an answer to that question, I'd, I'd like to hear it from AEW. But well, these I'll are... tell you the answer, Mike, if sure. you're interested. Well, it's money, but, but what, what do you have? Yeah. Well, that, there's your answer. Yeah. There's your answer. Right. Let, let me say something about Sammy Guevara, too. Um, Sammy, in his case, I'm, how do you have, does anybody have any idea how old Sammy is? 
He's 26 uh, now. He yeah, was 22 with 20, the comment. 22 when he made okay. that comment. It's important that remember he's a young fellow. He made those comments, and sure, you learn as you get older that things you may have said in what you thought was just back then, it nowadays is extremely offensive. And even back then, it was offensive. But he was young, and I think there's a the difference to me between that and trying to force yourself on someone is that that could be a learning experience for Sammy, where it's like, look, you learn the words hurt, so be careful. Let's not do this again. He's not right. physically yeah. trying I, to I hurt or do anything to anybody. So- and Something Mac, you, you bring up a good. I'm sorry, Dan. Hold on, just a second. Uh, Mac brings up a good point, and I think I have a theory as to why Sammy's been outed. Um, keep in mind, he was 22 years old when this happened. He's now 26, almost 27 years old. Somebody didn't have to look very long or very hard to find that recording. My in, my contention is that someone was holding on to that as their ace in the hole. It was the podcast host that released the material, Angelo. The, okay, well, the, the there very you go. guy that interviewed him, that's, I mean... And what, is that, I, what does that tell you? It the podcast tells me, host is a bit of a scumbag himself. It tells me somebody's holding out for a payday. Yeah, I, I think that's it's important. It me. It's important to note, you, you in as you mentioned many times on the program, Angelo, in, in the course of full disclosure, his comments, Sammy Guevara's comments were directed towards Sasha Banks. Sasha Banks has released a statement saying that her and Sammy talked about it. He apologized. She appears to have accepted it. And it's kind of a, it was a shitty thing to do, but she doesn't want to see his career destroyed over something in the same yeah. category as a physical rapist. That. It, Yes, right. Heard, he did, yeah. what he did was awful, but this is the time when you can say that both things are awful, but one of them is worse. Well, you know, I heard the uh, I heard the interview, and Dan, I have to tell you, uh, it sounds to me, uh, and Mac, I don't know if you'll agree, Mikey, I don't know if you'll agree, but it sounds to me just like locker room talk. That basically all it sounded like to me. But we've learned in today's day and age that that's not acceptable. Yeah, you know, true. What we used to think was locker room talks, just not acceptable anymore. Yeah. Here's, here's the thought on that, yeah. Angela, if I could. Um, the reason why saying something like that is in poor taste is because if there's a female listener, and granted, a lot of women don't listen to wrestling podcasts, but were there to be a female wrestler or a female listener listening to the podcast who had experienced that type of rape, traumatic experience, that's going to be ins- ins- very pointed, insulting to them, insensitive to them. And beyond that, in the bigger picture, if we just toss around words like I want to rape that woman as just a casual thing to say. It that's a pre- really bad choice of words, too, Mike. Yes. Really, yeah, that's really those, bad those choice are, of words. Those were Sammy's words. Yeah, so I know. I'm, disgusting. I'm, right, well, the point is I'm making is that if those words become casual and just flippant, then the idea is that the attitude of sexual misconduct rape in this instance becomes yeah. casual so if, if if words matter there used to be a, a public service announcement words hit hard as a fist if you guys remember that one and I in do. this case i don't think sammy i think sammy was basically admiring her as a beautiful woman but his way that he kind of casually stated that on a recorded session that he knew about Unlike our president, who didn't know he was being recorded, Sammy knew he was being recorded. It, yeah. it 
goes to a different issue of mentality. And look, Sammy speaking is a lot less worse than some of these other accusations that are being thrown around. Yeah, and what we also have to remember, though, Mikey uh, and Dan and Mac, that the wrestling business has for years, and Mac, you know, because you and I go back a long time, the wrestling business has for years sexualized women. Mm -hmm. They did it then. They do it now. Uh, If they didn't, you wouldn't see the ring gear that you see now. They basically... They may as well just come out in a thong and a and a, and a t-top. You know, it, it's it maybe funny is not the right word, but it's funny you mention that because I've seen several of the current wrestlers that have in their statements and, and it, the Twitterverse that's out there referencing the, uh, the, the, the speaking out movement talked about the Attitude Era and pictures of you know, kiss my ass and pudding matches and all this shit. And the, that was the wrestling. These kids grew, I hate to say kids, but these kids grew up watching when they decided they wanted to be wrestlers. That's, that was the way wrestling treated women on television Damn. for them. And, and I'm not, I'm not excusing sense. any Damn. of this behavior or defending it, but I'm saying a lot of these wrestlers have said it, it very much. What you did is, is uh, like Max said, well, what do you expect to come out of this in some cases when that's, that's what they expected going in. And that's how wrestling is going to treat women. You well, know, it, it, Mac, it, it's, it's kind of a, they're eating themselves here. Mac, Vince McMahon, a grown man, dropped his pants and had grown men kiss his bare ass on yeah. television. What's more blatantly sexual than that? <laughs> Well, first of all, I was highly offended as a wrestling fan from the old days uh, when that kind of stuff happens on TV. But, uh, yeah, the, the sexualization of women in wrestling has, for as long as I can remember, has always been there in in some form fashion or another. You had Baby Doll and Missy Hyatt. They were all, you know, hot little things in their days. and Sure. And, and they were used in ways that you probably wouldn't now remember, though, again to the pre-social days and social media days because that wasn't that long ago. When I was wrestling, we didn't have social media. Now we have it and it's everywhere. And and I think that uh, by... Boy, I got lost all of a sudden. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I I just don't think that uh, portraying women in wrestling the way they do is even that is not justification for the things that happened. I, you know, that, that may be the promotion and maybe they've agreed to wear these outfits, but I don't care how skimpy that outfit is. I don't care what my daughter is wearing. If you find it somehow sexually attractive, it doesn't mean reach out and put your hands on it. And that's exactly. how I feel. Absolutely. Exactly. Go ahead, Dan. Yeah. I, I think, uh, Mac couldn't have said it any better that, the and that's the point I was trying to make is is some of these people are talking about the ex, you know using what they grew up watching as an excuse. I grew up why why should say grew up? I'm a little older than that, but I remember watching the transition from your Miss Elizabeths to your Sunnies with the role that women played in wrestling, and I would never have dreamed about that. And I think something that's really important you talk about kids, Mac. You, you mentioned your daughters a few times, and. Uh, a large number, maybe not a majority, but a significant number of the accusations, including against several of the people that have been fired, came from minors. 
uh, you know, pictures of text messages, pictures of Instagram messages. These yeah. are wrestlers who, and I know Angela, you said we're not going to out anybody as guilty, but when there's evidence or these people have admitted they've done it, I think you can. These were people who knew this girl they were talking to was 13, 14, 15 years old, Absolutely. and they're still they're still sending those pictures. They're still to, uh, asking for those pictures. It's it's somewhere in this in this environment was lost not just the respect of women as a group or or men as a group in some cases too but also the, the sense of the minor and that's i think something that, that deserves its own conversation is well i got news for you dan uh if if you've got names of these people i will go chris hansen on them balls to the walls <laughs> well I'll, like- out them, I'll out them right now if you've got if you got names i want to hear them I mean, I, I can go ahead, Mike. There was a talent folks that, and I didn't watch Monday night raw in live time, but I skimmed through it. And there was a talent that showed up in the main event, um, Austin theory. And he is a talent who has been named and accused. We don't, we do not know if Austin theory is guilty of anything, but to Dan's point, Austin theory was on the, was in the main event segment of raw, not the match. He came out to help Seth Rollins along with buddy Murphy Mm-hmm. Uh, and today I'm looking at uh, social media and there's a 13 year old girl or she was 13 at the time of these photographs. She's making accusations. We don't know if he's guilty of anything. We don't know where that story stands. But if you wanted a name of, of someone accused but not proven to be guilty or innocent, uh, there you go. And it's it's uh, the thing that's that's really tough, guys, is if this were one or two cases then we could have a conversation about it when it's so overwhelming. Like you said, yeah. Angelo at the top, I thought you were going to say 40 or 50 names when you said 90 names. Yeah. That yeah. was, that was twice it, the amount that I thought of. And that's all eight, within the it, last, it, it, the count right now is 88 names. Mm-hmm. Now eight. I can tell you too, why uh, Austin theory and some of the people may be showing up in those main events uh, still as of today or as of yesterday. Uh, and that's because they're still innocent until they're proven guilty. And, yeah. you know, you, you can't just say, OK, well, you know, take him off the air. He's got accusations. Yeah. <laughs> they would take the entire roster off the air if they had. To do that exactly. I'm sure at some point they'd have to get rid right. of everything. Well, well and, and that's that's especially true with and we've touched on it on the show before but with the wwe a company that has had a a very bad reputation through the years of giving people leeway because money means more than ethics in some cases well let's talk about that dan stop right there i'm glad you said that i'm glad you said that let's talk about a guy named enzo amore yes okay now glad you brought him up i was going to touch on him in a bit here Enzo Amore is a guy who was fired uh, 11 minutes before he was to go on live television. Fired. Not furloughed. Fired. Based on an allegation and accusation, which turned out to be completely and blatantly false. Yep. The girl said she made it up. And she told her friends she made it up because she wanted money. She said that. She's got, yes. there are text messages to validate that and prove it. Yep. But yet, 
at no time, and Mac, tell me if I'm wrong, at no time did WWE ever offer Enzo Amore his position back. It, not to my knowledge, no. If, if I can jump in here real quick, Angelo, the sure. a statement that came out later, the WWE in a form of damage control, if you will, their statement was they didn't fire Enzo based on the accusation. They fired him based on the fact that he knew the, the accusation was coming and didn't warn the company. That was that was their grounds is what they claimed. I, I heard that in the interest of full disclosure. I did hear that. I don't know how much stock I put into it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much I'm willing to believe that. There's not much that company doesn't know. Trust me when I tell you. Right. That company knows. They know when you blow your nose. They were, They know when you take a shit. They know. Yes. No one's going to tell me that they didn't have a heads up. But to wait 11 minutes before a man is to walk out in front of 20,000 people and fire him based on an allegation and accusation from someone who clearly said she wanted money. Yeah. Well, well, can, but we, the, the, just to defend WWE for a very rare time, Angelo, which I hardly I was going to say, you're going to defend WWE. Wow. Yeah. Because that was the <laughs> night of, that was the night of Raw 25th anniversary show. Exactly. They had, they had two locations in New York City. Uh, Enzo was scheduled for a series of running uh, jokes with, I guess, the, the cruiserweight title that he yeah. held at the time or the 205 Live title. And basically, it was the height of the Me Too movement. At that point, everybody accused was guilty until proven innocent in the court of public opinion, at least. And the WWE, there had been reported that Enzo had troubles with people in the WWE already before that, getting kicked sure. off a bus by Roman Reigns and so forth. So it's it's possible they were looking... Well, let's be honest, Mikey. He wasn't willing to shut his mouth. They were looking for an excuse to get rid of him, and that situation gave them the excuse. They don't like people who have independent thought. Well, if yeah. you don't think like them, you're out, brother. I got news for you. I do want to take uh, the other side of a, of a point you made, Angela. I think it's important that you, you said something to the effect of that some of these people who are making these accusations might be looking for money. But yeah. I guess I would counter with who's paying them. Where would the money come from? If they're looking for a payoff or a payday, who do you think is paying them if they're not going to the court of law for a civil trial? Go no ahead, Mac. I know because no Mac is chomping at the bit. It, it, I don't think it has anything to do with money in most cases. I think that today's day and age, it's about views. So I think if someone can out somebody and be somehow involved, it increases their views and, and visibility to the public. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. As far as financial compensation, it's as simple as this. And I want you all to hear me. Every state... Every state and commonwealth in the United States, bar none, have what's called a victim's compensation fund. And that's where victims of abuse, sexual or physical, are paid out of. You pay your tax dollars into that fund whether you know it or not. Well, the mailman touched me last week. I need money. 
<laughs> that's, that's just, that, that's well, just if, a, a poorly timed joke on my part. If, if I can, um, it, something that, that jumped out at me doing some trying to, because I, I wanted to get all the numbers together. I was surprised too when I started research for this, my, uh, I guess Sunday night into Monday morning. It the list was only in the 60s. The 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 almost 90 because I saw the same. I thought it was 85, 86, 88. Yeah. Doesn't surprise 88 me. names right now. Uh, th- that you're talking 20 more names in the span of 24 hours. And yeah, uh, somebody who's well, Dan, uh, not I've, not to interrupt you, but let me stop you for just a second. The very first day, the very first day, the list exceeded 40. Yes, on day one. Yeah. On day one. Yeah, they, they that's what they uh the local news here report well not local news, but the news reported they said within twenty four hours of that hashtag trending, the list was over fifty. So I mean that's yeah. that's impressive. Even for the Me Too movement, that that's as fast as that spread. The So the, it is not hard at all to believe that yeah. that many more people came forward in twenty four hours, considering the fact that on day one some 42, if, if, my, if my numbers are right, some 42 people on the very first day yes. came forward. That's a lot of people at one shot. I got news for you. That's a lot of people. Mac, let me ask you a question. Sure. Okay, so let's go down a slippery slope here. You're a 13-year-old girl, and a wrestler sends you a suggestive text and maybe a, a dick pic, okay? Now, you're 13 at the time. So now you're 19. So six years have passed. Is it moral or ethical or even in some cases, is it legal to come forward this this far out five, six years later? Well, What's I think the motivation? I think the first thing is uh, if you're 13 and this happens to you, first of all, you're a child. So the effects it has on you, it, it can make you not want to ever say anything for fear of uh, what may happen. And, and that could be an idiot. I think uh, a lot of these uh, women are just and men are fearful for their jobs and, and what may happen once they say something. Uh, yeah. I think point. there are cases where you might have somebody who was. 20 or 30 and they'd go to the back of the uh, locker rooms to meet the guys after the shows and then 20 years later they come out saying oh he did this i have serious questions about those types but i believe that the scars that could be made on a young child uh could be there and then maybe it would they couldn't handle it until they became older to address it yeah well, yep. let's address uh, something that we touched on earlier, and I need to – I don't want to go there, but I have to in the interest of full disclosure. Jim Cornette and his wife, Stacy were named as part of this, along with uh, other individuals at Ohio Valley Wrestling at the time. Mm-hmm. We need to understand something, whether you like it or whether you don't. Jim Cornette and his wife are over the age of 21 – And if they choose to involved in some particular sexual kink with another person and or persons, that is their particular kink to enjoy. Yep. uh, If they choose to, Uh, if not, uh, then we uh, we as grown adult individuals have two choices, either 
you know, say something about it, uh, express our displeasure, or shut the fuck up. Well, and he, those he, are the choices we have. Yeah. Now, if Jim Cornette wants to watch his wife have sex with another person, that's his kink. He can enjoy it if he wishes. Whatever. They're he over wants. twenty-one. The, However, yeah. if that hinged upon that person getting their job, that's a whole new ball game. Correct. Yep. I think so, too, Mac. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Let Let's talk about that. There have been allegations brought against Jim and his wife in this case, his wife, who <laughs> heretofore has never really been mentioned either publicly or uh, on his podcast, very peripherally, a very, uh, you know, kind of backgroundish. But now her name is out in the forefront. Stacy Cornett. All right. Does Stacey, the public you have know- a right to... Here's the thing. Does the public have a right to know what these two people do in their bedroom? Absolutely not. Zero. It's none of the, unless they're doing something illegal in that bedroom, it is nobody's business. Uh, and, and, you know, I think we talked about Jim earlier and being a lightning rod. If you've met his wife, she is different and she looks a little bit different. She dresses different. She is a, a different type of character. I think that she, just as long you know, that she's around Jim, is going to pull you know, stuff just like him because they're a target. Uh, I, I think we mentioned earlier, too, that we found that a lot of the stuff we've heard about Jim and his wife have all been false um, so far, you know, unless there's something proven otherwise. Being Jim, he did address it on his show yesterday. Uh, and kind of went straight at it and said, this is, you know, a bunch of bullshit, and his lawyer was going to be involved, and I believe his lawyer did get involved. Yeah. Go ahead, Mikey. Well, I just wanted to speak on that, um, you know, was the, the gentleman's Dave Grist, a wrestler that I'm not familiar with, has been fired by Impact Wrestling. Yeah. Uh, Joey Ryan has been fired from Impact Wrestling. Uh, Joey Ryan also ran uh, until very recently a group he called Bar Wrestling, and apparently Bar Wrestling, the venues, um, you know, for my part, I took issue with Joey Ryan's dick flip maneuver just as a wrestling spot. I was offended by it very severely. Um, I had no idea that Joey Ryan was being uh, accused of all these things. Yeah. Um, And I think it's, it's just an interesting time, guys, because... I will say this. I've, I've done ring announcing. I've done commentary for local promotions. I never saw anything like this. But what I did get is a general vibe that a lot of these young pro wrestlers, it's two sides of the coin, same coin. They're yeah. vulnerable because they're doing something that's a little bit outside the norm. They're, they're appearing you know, with their shirts off, grappling around. They're making a living or trying to as a professional wrestler. And then there's a lot of ego with these guys. There's a lot of uh, ego with young professional wrestlers that they think they're the hot shit or they think they're something more than they are. And I think what this experience as a community of wrestling fans in the wrestling world, hey, guys, you're you're not above the law. And even Joey Ryan's uh, manifesto that he released or his explanation, whatever you want to call it, he was explaining, I'm not giving him a pass by any means, 
but he was basically blaming the gimmick for his his inflated ego and his actions. And I just think that this I this call be, bullshit. Well, I'm I'm not. I'm just saying that the ego and the vulnerability of these guys is something that needs to be examined. And maybe when they have these performance centers and they have all these wrestling schools, maybe guys who are pretty grounded, like an Al Snow, at least he seems to be grounded from everything I've seen from him. Maybe they can start introducing, how do you deal with fans? How do you deal with uh, women fans? Well, that, my friend, is an excellent segue. What's the difference? And I want everybody's opinion on this one. What's the difference between a wrestler grabbing Joey Ryan's junk in the ring and a fan grabbing Joey Ryan's junk outside the ring? He charged you 35 bucks for a photograph to do it outside the ring from what I understand. <laughs> and, and, and Mike, you're absolutely right. The difference is money. Yeah, who... Who like like I said before we started recording? Who would have thought a guy whose entire gimmick is getting people to touch his penis against their will would turn out to be a sex fiend? Well, you know <laughs> what? Here's the thing, and here's the bottom line on it, guys. It's real simple. When you can't work, you go for the cheap pop. Yeah, it's that simple. It's really that simple. When you cannot work and you have no foreseeable talent or skills to apply. You go for the cheap pop. So why not? A dick flip will do one thing. It'll get people talking. That's all it'll do. Will it get you over? No. Will it get your junk over? No. Mac, you're you're chomping at it. Go. Go for it, brother. I I, I was just going to say, but it it does uh, save your body from a lot of abuse. So. Yeah, because you don't have to work. The only thing he's doing is getting somebody grabbing his junk. You know, hey. Yeah, well, you know what, Mac? You don't have to work. That's the thing. No. And, and, you know, that really is, and you brought this up, but in a lot of characters in wrestling are characters for the moment, characters for a storyline. I grew up with storylines where you can carry that character through many different metaphors. metaphors, (laughs) It's getting late. Metamorphosis. Um, (laughs) They can change, you know, and... I don't see that out of him. There's that's, so there's a lot of characters just they need to get away from that and get back in the stand and quit the cheap pops. Yeah. Good, Dan. Well, I, I think it's it's funny. I was actually gonna go in the, in that same direction with Joey Ryan, especially. You, you know, the the he's the first I don't want to say maybe not first, but he's the first real big mainstream character whose entire gimmick was, hey, look, professional wrestling is crap. And I, I think, you know, one, you never want to put a positive spin on something so awful, but yeah. one saving grace from this, uh, it's, it's unifying a lot of wrestlers, a lot of talent in ways they weren't before. I mean, uh, Guys that, that that everybody from AWB listers to Drew McIntyre, who's the current WWE champion, uh, are are tweeting support and unification and talking about we need to change. Yeah. So I, I think something like this uh, may bring about the catalyst. Mac mentioned how you know it's like this and everywhere, and it is. 
it, sadly, but maybe getting 50, 60, 70 people outed and fired and if not if not blacklisted or some some of them deserve to go to jail for for yeah. what's been reported, maybe this is what it'll take to clean up wrestling and who would have thought, Mike? All those old rants from the uh, what, what was the character you did? The uh, the angry angry, angry wrestling, wrestling fan, fan. angry wrestling yeah, fan. Yeah, all, all those all those rants and and the columns I wrote years ago when he, Joey Ryan first popped up that that he would be the catalyst for actually improving wrestling in a weird roundabout sort of way. Well, well and I'm glad I'm glad you went there. Go ahead, Mikey, because I'm going to read I, something I, I got I today. Give, I wouldn't give Joey Ryan the credit, and I know what you mean in a roundabout way, but. I would give these women credit, you know. Oh, I'd no, absolutely. Absolutely. Then, I, 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 don't, I will never say a positive thing about Joey Ryan, even before I learned all this. Well, it's, it's ironic because somewhere in my files, I have a photograph of myself, Joey Ryan, and uh, Shelly Martinez. And now Shelly Martinez has spoken out against who she says is a former friend in Joey Ryan. Um, I just wanted to say real quick, guys, and I know Angela's got a big point to make. Let's remember that Taylor Hendricks was saying stuff three or four years ago and was pretty much ignored. Yep. And the yep. promotion that she was working for, uh, Ring of Honor, is having a lot of these issues. So let's let's give some credit to Taylor Hendricks for yeah. speaking up, whether that case was right or wrong. Who knows? And let's also remember back uh, the, the first female referee for WWE was not in 2019 or 20. It's a woman from back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Was her name Rita Chatteron? Sh- Sh- and yep. she accused the big man, the big boss, Vince McMahon, of rape. And she, yep. her case has been pushed under the rug for 20 or 30 or 40 years. So yep. let's not say that all this stuff happened in the last two years and we all are just finding out about it. Women in, in smaller amounts have been trying to say stuff for years and their stories have been ignored. And maybe now they won't be as ignored. And that's, that's Well, all if I know anything about Vince McMahon... And I hope he hears this. He'd much rather jump Roman Reigns than jump Sherry, whatever the hell her name was. Rita. Rita. Yeah, Rita. Yeah, the rap. Okay. Yeah. I want to read something I got today. Came from a wrestler named Ravage. And then I'll uh, and then I'll get we'll do a, a round table on it. We'll start with Mac. This comes from Brad Worrell, who wrestles under the name Ravage. I've been following my friend's post about hashtag speak out. For those that don't know, for those that don't know about it, female worker, our sisters of the ring, are being sexually assaulted and harassed by male workers and their trainers. We used to call each other family. What happened to our pro wrestling family? There used to be a reason we called each other brother and sister. We used to look out for each other. Yet this shit went on with scumbag promoters and most people that knew about it said nothing. And the ones that didn't, we would smarten them up and protect them. They are our brothers and sisters, damn it. Now the people that are supposed to protect them and train them and wise them up to the dark side of the business have become the dark side of the business. I can only pray that those who still respect the business and what it meant to us, those that are still old school, that deal with those fuckers and make sure that they do not touch our brother and sister again, will start protecting ourselves. 
to bust out of their to bust out of their shells and speak up and to and to start protecting our sisters especially from these unscrupulous assholes to my sisters of the ring protect yourselves no one will do it for you trust no one try always to have someone go with you everywhere you go and watch your back if you don't have any if you don't have anyone message me and i will watch your back for you most of all don't stay silent if this happened to you hashtag speak out let the business know about these scumbags and remember it's not your fault be safe out there things need to change that comes from a worker brad worrells well spoken well written yeah very well said I the, the one thing that I want to make sure though is that we we don't say that the entire wrestling business is like this. I don't want it to come across that way because I, I know a lot good of people point. in the wrestling yeah, Matt, business good and point. they are nothing like that. Um, you know, if, again, this could be anywhere, any place, any job. Um, I, I can't tell you how many women I have spoken with who, who talk about getting dick pics on Facebook and stuff like that. It blows my mind that they actually have to deal with that. But it does happen. But I don't do that. Uh, and, you know, so I know it's not everyone. It's, 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 a, it's a cluster of people in every area of life that you will come across that are going to yeah. be like that. And you've got to be self-aware and vigilant to stay away from those type of people. Sometimes you just don't know because they have such a good facade going that you don't have any idea. But at the end of the day, wrestling business is still a great business with very good people in it. It's just a bad core of folks who are causing some damage. Absolutely. Go ahead, Dan. No, Max, absolutely right. You you never want to paint an entire group with the same brush, regardless of how many. I mean, 88 names, how many fish get caught in this net? It's not every fish out there. Um, I think it's important, too, to look. Uh, Mike touched on the, the story of WWF's first, excuse me, WWE, WWF's first female referee. Uh, another name that's come to the forefront in the last few days was Ashley Massaro, who uh, unfortunately committed suicide. She was one of the first names to speak out. She, she accused, uh, uh, she was claimed, uh, that she was raped on a military base during an overseas tour and WWE basically silent, forcibly silenced her and, and kind of ran her out of the business. Um, I, I think it's important to, to look at every, every story, every name, but understand that, I mean, and I mentioned earlier with your, your biggies and, and your, your Jericho's and your, uh, Drew McIntyre, who I think is the hot, most high-profile name that's come out so far. These are guys that would never do something like this if they knew yeah. it was happening. They're gonna crack some skulls. Angelo, you touched on. You said former friend. I know um, uh, Johnny Gar- uh, Johnny Gargano. Uh, Joey Ryan was in his wedding, and and now they're all kind of. Uh, I, I they feel terrible because they would never have suspected their friend yeah. to do this. So well, you're, let's, you're seeing. Let's go back. Let's go back into history. Mac, you remember back um, early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. uh, There was a very, very public, very public outing of 
the WWE's top brass. Um, a ring announcer, Mel Phillips. Pat Patterson. Uh, an announcer who most people never heard of because his career was squashed, named Tom Andrew. You also all know the name Barry O. Okay. Now, these are guys, what do they all have in common? They all directly accused either Vince McMahon personally and or Pat Patterson or Mel Phillips of sexual advances to keep their jobs. In every case, these people were let go unceremoniously. Felonious charges were made against them that had nothing to do with the original allegations because they, of course, had they being the WWF at the time, had to smokescreen it to make themselves look good. Well, these are just disgruntled employees trying to get back at us. Mac, you remember that time in history. Let's talk about that, my friend. I do uh, vaguely. I remember it, uh, the Ring Boy scandal, I think is what they may have called it. Exactly. Um, they sure did. And, yeah. And that was, uh, again, goes back to the fact that it happened even way back then. And it wasn't female related. It was male related. And that's uh, exactly bit, the, that is exactly the point I'm making. Go ahead, Mac. Yes. Yes. And I was going to say, this business, you have to remember, goes back to guys wrestling basically in their underwear uh so you know you you get those derelicts even way back then who thought they could take advantage of people while they were in the ring the difference is back in the old days if you tried to take advantage of somebody in the ring you would have walked out of the ring i I think that the uh back in those days you would have had your ass handed to you pretty quickly right yeah now dan yes given what mac just said and you heard every word he said Given what he just said, how would the ring, but you're a historian. Yes. That's why you're here. How would that ring boy scandal play out today in 2020? Oh, I think Walk today, me through that. It, it, the way it would have happened, you would have had somebody, I mean, it wouldn't have, it most likely would not have been a backstage conversation. Hypothetically speaking, somebody would have come out with uh, the text exchange between himself and say, uh, I'm sorry to use his name because I was a fan as a kid, but somebody like, say, Pat Patterson, they would post a a picture. Here's some text messages. Here's a a dick pic that Pat Patterson sent me. I was 18, 19 years old, just getting into the business. Um, Here's screenshots basically telling me you're going to do X, Y and Z or you're fired. It would have it would have played out like the current scandal does. It would have definitely gained momentum in the current uh, atmosphere of social media. Uh, these kind Dan, of offenses, is, especially. Let me ask you a question, Dan. Yes. Is it fair to say that there would have been almost instantaneous proof? Yes, absolutely. That's that goes to what I was speaking of at the beginning of the show, the double bladed sword of social media. You, you people can get these at Mac mentioned, you know, and he's right. The, the numerous women that complain, I have all kinds of female friends. I don't think I have one that hasn't gotten at least one unsolicited picture. Uh, it, they, that would never have happened without the social media age. But at the same time, now every one of those women has proof. I mean, how many famous celebrities have been outed because of messages they sent? 
you would yeah. have had the instantaneous proof and also something to mention because of the nature of it as as Max said the, the ring boy scandal he's absolutely right that's what it was called yeah crimes of the, that nature that involve LGBT victims have gotten a much more significant spotlight in recent years because of the push for equality where yeah sadly you hate to admit it because it's true it's it's a black eye in American history but when the victim of sexual harassment or sexual assault has been in the LGBT community, the, the, the accusations have been dismissed significantly quicker. I think in today's atmosphere, someone, a younger boy or a young man coming forward saying he was sexually assaulted, sexually harassed by a man 10, 20, 30 years older than he was would have gotten the attention. You would have seen people your your Harvey Weinstein style cases. I don't know yeah. if anybody would have gone to jail, but it would have been much harder, especially now as a publicly traded company, for the WWE to side with the Pat Pattersons and with and the, that is the a very key point. Go ahead, Mac. No, I was going to say the same thing that uh, you're talking about two different eras now. Back in the Ring Boy scandal was pre uh, going public, and now that uh, WWE is public and traded. You know, the way they handle situations is totally different. Mike Messier. Well, there's a famous Donahue show. It's on YouTube, 1992. I'm glad you brought the Donahue show up. Well, people can watch that. They can make their (laughs) own conclusions. But I would would not want to say that there wasn't some type of repercussions because there was an African-American ring announcer, Mel Phillips, who was involved in the Ring Boy scandal, who maybe he was the scapegoat. But the WWE Network has effectively scrubbed as much of Mel Phillips as they can. But he, Mel Phillips was involved in an angle with Terry Funk and the Junkyard Dog. So he yeah. had a little bit of on-screen time as a personality. Yeah, and sure the, 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 the name that didn't come up in the last five minutes, as far as I can remember, is Terry Garvin. And you can hear Gorilla Monsoon say to Lord Alfred Hayes and Bobby the Brain Heenan several times in late 80s, early 90s WWF programming, hey, how about that Terry Garvin School of Defense? Doesn't that young Steve Lombardi go to that Terry Garvin School of Defense? Oh, yes, Gorilla, he learns many positions there. He's learning under the tutelage of Terry Garvin. So there's videos and Bin Hameen of the Vince uh, Russo guys have done an exclusive podcast about this phenomenon or inside joke of Terry Garvin. And they're basically talking about the young underneath guys, the Steve Lombardi's and, and Brady Boone's and Paul Roma's those type of wrestlers who were part of the Terry Garvin school of defense where they learned all the great positions. I'm not making that up. You can find it. No, I know you're not. And we should, we should also point out that the Terry Garvin you referred to is Terry Garvin Sims. Right, there's two Terry Garvins in wrestling, and this this guy, I could be wrong, but didn't he work as the kayfabe brother of Jimmy and Ronnie Garvin? Yes, that's Terry Garvin Sims. Right, he wasn't the world-class championship wrestling Terry Garvin, two different guys. That's correct, yes, and that's why. And he's not actually. Go ahead, Dan. no, no. uh, His relationship with Ronnie Garvin was entirely kayfabe. They're not actually. Yeah, Bruh, absolutely. He, he's not he's not actually a Garvin in that sense. And that's Bruh. why I wanted to make it clear that we were talking about Terry Garvin Sims right. and not Terry Garvin. The, the guy from world class in the uh, early 90s had nothing absolutely. to do with it. Yeah, I guess. And, if I, and he is, you know, and he he uh, he was uh, he's deceased now. Rest in peace. But he was an openly gay man. 
There's nothing wrong with that. Pat Patterson is an openly gay man, has been for a very long time, probably one of the first openly gay men in wrestling, and never had a problem up until that Donahue show with Barry O. Who happens uh, to be Randy Orton's uncle. Yeah. Uh, We should also point out that Barry O is Barry Orton, Cowboy Bob Orton, Ace Orton's brother. Which I always found fascinating that Barry O made all these allegations, yet his brother was gainfully employed and his nephew became one of the top wrestlers in the WWE. So the the pro wrestling world, everybody, as as Mac Davis knows more there, than there's anybody. A re- Mikey, may I interrupt you? And there's a reason sure. for that. They kept their mouth shut. Okay. The, the Randy and Bob Orton Jr. you're talking they about? They kept their mouth shut. You okay. have to remember who... Randy and Bob Orton are. They are the son and grandson of Bob Orton Sr., a tough-as-nails old-school wrestler that I first saw wrestle under the name Rocky Fitzpatrick. That goes back a long time. The big O. 1966, I saw him wrestle Bruno in Philadelphia. Well, I think it it touches two... Uh, on what we talked about earlier, what you brought up, Angelo, with the money. I mean, Randy Orton has been on the receiving end of several inappropriate accusations through the years, but he continually got second and third chances, even to the point of uh, major media networks uh, reporting that the WWE buried a failed drug test because they needed him for a pay-per-view. Well, you have to remember, Dan, and, and Mac will tell you, Randy Orton is box office. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a draw. I mean, think think of of that that scandal with Hulk Hogan with the the racist comments on the video. If that yeah. tape had come out in 1985, are they changing WrestleMania not with the money he was making? That gets no, buried and Hulk not. Hogan's still the biggest draw. Of course. Absolutely. It's all about ratings it, It's and money. all about that money, especially when it comes exactly. to Vince McMahon. It and that's why money. I said and Mac, that's why I said at the onset of the show that that my my thoughts about this, my uh, speculation about it, was that this was financially driven, uh, and I continue to believe that it was financially driven. But I also agree that you brought up an amazing point, Mac, an amazing point that it gets people views. Yes, it increases As, their YouTube presence, their Facebook presence, their Twitter presence. But it also makes them a pariah that you do not want to go near. Would you would you willingly go near a person or associate with a person that had such toxicity to them? I think not in my case. No. No, my yeah. case either. No, you're right. I I think that that uh, not to agree with that mentality. Like I said, I'm I lean more heavily on the believing the accusers. It, 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 you walk that fine line between believing the accuser and giving the benefit of the doubt to the victims, or excuse me, to the accused. Um, but I think 
you can't ignore the publicity that some of these accusations are going to bring. And some of the these victims, even the the ones who will be proven to be genuines, their career is going to improve because of this. And that's something that that's going to be kind of a shadow over over them. And they're going to have to work harder. And again, that goes to the to the, to the darkness of, of the industry itself. It's going to be a make or break moment for wrestling. Um, yeah. Now, talk about going from the sublime to the ridiculous. Uh, we have to do a commercial right now. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I know Mac is a commercial spokesman, product spokesperson. Mac, wait till you hear this one. Go ahead, Dan. Well, <laughs> as we as we look into the... Uh, horrible affairs of wrestlers. We have to, to look to our sponsor today, Manscape. For all your manscaping needs, uh, we touched on earlier the effects of the manscape uh, that, that such parts can have. So, as I joked earlier about uh, what's going to happen, Manscape covers all your needs, both above and below. And trust me when I tell you, no matter how clean, no matter how trim they are, no one on this show will show, show a picture or have anyone touch their Manscaped parts without consent or approval. For our friends at Manscaped, you guys have been great. Use the code WRESTLINGFUTURE for 20% off all of Manscaped's packages, deals, bundles, all of which a great deal. Their Hedge Tripper 3.0 is top of the line for our friends at Manscaped.com and Wrestling with the Future. Mac? And no Manscaped. It's manscape and wrestling with the future. Balls to the walls, brother. Just, just, <laughs> just to build on that, guys, if I could, a serious note about that product. The summer is coming up, and with the heat, um, you want your area, so to speak, to be uh, nice and tidy for the heat because you can get rashes down there you can get all types of nasty stuff so although we can joke yeah. about the product it's well it's a, it's a good product and with the heat of the summertime despite this covid stuff you want to be uh hygienic in the summer especially absolutely and i can tell you that uh my beard your, is a little uh, whiter your significant other will be very happy with that's true mac exactly mac <laughs> I can tell you that my beard's a little whiter, my skin's a little darker. I've been spending a lot of time out in the sun, and I truly appreciate my manscaped lawn at the moment. There you go. I will tell you that. Well, sounds well, like I need to check out Manscaped. They got a website. Manscaped.com. Like I said, it's uh, www.manscaped.com. They sell packages, bundles, uh, accessories. The current product, like I said, for any any purchase, use the promo code Wrestling Future. You'll receive twenty percent off your purchase. Uh, they have a lot of bundle and starter deals that are great deals by themselves, but tack an extra twenty percent off, and you can't beat it. Yeah, I'll absolutely. be honest with you. All this joking and everything else, I seriously love this product. Know this product, and it works great. Really. Tried other things, and I'm telling you, there are no nicks with Manscaped. That's the honest truth. And, and I will I will vouch for that and I'll validate that. Uh, I uh, one of the one of the reasons I wanted Manscaped is because, quite frankly, I use the product. There you go. That's right. And uh, and thanks to Mike Messier, we uh, we got Manscaped as a sponsor. 
Well, it's it's a good company. You know, I had the product myself, and I actually lost the uh, AC outlet. So that's how I got in touch with them because I asked for for uh, uh, how much would it cost me to get a free to get a, a charger, and they sent one to me for free. That led us to the sponsorship. Uh, but getting back to the Beautiful. show, guys, I think it's it's been a great conversation. I think just the fact that it's four of us. Talking about it openly is great, but I think what what really needs to happen, and perhaps Angelo, you can look into this, is we need to hear some female voices on this. And I, I do want to say one thing though that you talked about the ladies of wrestling episode. Maybe the women in the seventies, eighties, nineties didn't experience this type of thing, but maybe as our culture has changed, like Dan said, with the advent of the smartphone, with with photographs that can be more sent easily i did get a laugh inside dan when you said that maybe uh wrestlers would have exchanged polaroid dick pics or something like that to me was a funny visual sorry but but i think the point well, is I, like, that's I, true <laughs> i just hey, here's the polaroid pose but i i, I, I can point. tell you the uh the show that dan and i did with uh judy martin uh princess victoria casey carlisle and jennifer lynn lopez uh, was candid. Don't forget, uh, don't forget Gremlina's running. Oh, and Gremlina. Well, I can tell you, I know personally two of these women. And I know that Casey Carlisle and Jennifer Lynn Lopez, on occasion, have actually changed in the men's locker room. And have never, not one time, never been assaulted, commented on, uh, approached for anything sexual. They are, quote, one of the boys, and that's the highest compliment you can have if you're a female wrestler. And, in fact, Princess Victoria said that. Mm-hmm. Remember that, Dan? I do. Well, in, in their defense, too, uh, anybody, any of the boys tried something, and they would be in a world of hurt. So absolutely, I, I don't think I don't think we, we've ever had two two guests on that could have handled themselves that that way. But I think it's important, that, like you said, Angelo, is, is that they're great examples. And what Mac mentioned, that it's not the entire business as a whole. The fact that you we just a couple days ago had two females on that told us stories about changing in the same locker room where yeah. we're hearing these horror stories proves it's not the business. It's these pieces of shit that are being called out. These, these ignorant dumb fucks that think they can do whatever they want. Uh, sorry, language on the show, but these, these ignorant dumb pieces of shit that think they can do whatever they want. And, and these brave women and men that are standing up and saying, no, you can't, you don't have that power. You don't have that authority. I think it's, it's, Great that we're bringing this up, but I think it's also really important to mention anybody that has not been a victim can't ever put themselves in that mindset. So the yeah. best we can do is be supportive and be be there and give them the voice, give them the platform to call this call out and and see these these monsters treated the way they deserve, which is to be unemployed, blacklisted and kicked fucking out of this business to clean it up once and for all. Mac, I have a question for you. Okay. Since since you and I are the, the two old farts on the panel tonight, uh, is this collectively our fault as a society for praising these guys, for putting them on this pedestal? Have we entitled them 
No, I think it goes back to, you know, I think it goes down the parent. Uh, blame it on a wrestler. We could bring it, blame it on the industry, whatever. But at the end of the day, how were you raised? If you were raised to treat women with respect and treat other people with the same type, type of treatment you'd like to have, we probably wouldn't be having this discussion right now. Uh, right. I, I think it has more to do with the fault of the parenting and the person themselves uh, for a failure to grow up and be uh, an active citizen of community that we can trust to be in our communities. Absolutely. I concur wholeheartedly, my friend. I really do. Well, I'm going to tell you what, guys. That was the fastest hour and a half we've ever done. Uh, Mike Messier, <laughs> why don't we uh, why don't we uh, start with you, Mikey, and uh, let's go around and give your plugs. Where can people find you? How can they get a hold of you uh, to direct their next film, sure. to appear at their next uh, film festival, to, well, to have you referee or ring announce? <laughs> I'm going to start. I'm going to start officiating weddings pretty soon. But there you uh, go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one one thing I just want to say real quick is remember sure. that just because the ladies the other night had never experienced anything like that doesn't mean that that doesn't invalidate these other ladies' claims. Just to be clear from my perspective. Um, so thank you. MikeMessier.com for all your Mike Messier needs, wants, desires. The opinionated wrestling fan, Mikey Messier on Twitter, Facebook, Mike Messier. For filmmakers out there, Avalonia Festival, uh, that's A-V-A-L-O-N-I-A Festival, is on Film Freeway, and uh, we're still accepting films. In fact, we have a pro wrestling category for films, so uh, yeah. everyone check that out. And uh, like like Dan, so give give credit to Dan there for that nice speech. The, the whole industry can survive this, but people are going to have to just be better about doing things. And I hope that yeah. it does. And by the way, Mikey, uh, I know a really good actor sitting next to you here. Mac Davis. Mac Davis. <laughs> if you can, he's a, he's a hell of an actor. I've seen his work. I saw, I actually saw your demo reel, brother. You don't know that, but I did. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, cool. I've seen cool. his demo reel. He's got a great demo reel, Mikey. I'm you happy to look check at him out. Thank you. Mac, Always go, go to you next, Mac. Where can people find you, book you, contact you, be your buddy? You can find me. But yeah, you can find me easy. All you need to do is uh, look up Mad Mac Davis. That's on Facebook or Twitter. I uh, also got a YouTube page that's starting up right now. We're starting to add some videos to it, but I'm not going to talk about that quite yet. But <laughs> there you go. <laughs> but okay. everything else, Mad Mac Davis. And uh, a lot of shows come up that uh, we'd love to be a part of, including Promo Time, which is a show where you get to be the star by delivering a promo two minutes or less. And if you win, you'll be into the running for the grand prize final of a Custom-made gold belt, and I don't know if you can see this over my shoulder or not, but there's a gold that's belt a beautiful, behind me here. That's a beautiful piece of work. By the way, um, you know, a shout-out to our to our friends um, Dave LaGreca and Bully Ray from Busted Open Radio. Uh, I want to nominate Mad Mac Davis for Get Yourself Over Monday. And, Thank uh, you. Boy, welcome. And, Mac, so... 
You've got to. I'm going to give you a little extra airtime. You, this, this is your, this is your shot to get yourself over. So go ahead. You know, I was going to tell you, and I'm going to take this off the air just so you knew a little bit more about me, but I am 56 years old. Uh, I had to get out of the business after being in it for a short period of time. I, I got in at 38 in the actual wrestling ring, uh, wrestling. And at that time, uh, had to leave after breaking my neck and my father getting Alzheimer's and taking care of him and his passing. And I uh, got into a deep depression, so I made a because I knew that the, the discipline of working out and being you know, mentally and physically uh, prepared would probably pull me out of uh, depression, and it did. Now I am pedal to the metal trying to do things that I've always wanted to do. I know my wrestling days in the ring are over with, but my help behind the scenes as far as content creation for uh, companies, as well as uh, some other ideas that I have that could be on screen and off screen uh, that I think would be very beneficial to wrestling and that is what i really want to do i want to get involved and take myself out of the house of four walls and let me be creative and do my thing again and i am just floored at your age i'm thank you lord <laughs> i thought for sure you were my age or younger no no i'm 56 Damn, years brother. old my body feels it <laughs> Your body looks pretty fucking good. I got news for you. You're cut. You are jacked. Appreciate that. I work hard to keep it that way. Well, it shows. Appreciate that. So, LaGreca and Bully, if you're listening, I'm putting Mac Davis over. So, I push him right to the front of the line, damn it. There you go. Thank Uh, you, guys. I'm going to give Dan the sign-off for me. I'm Psychic Medium Angelo. You can find me on Facebook at Wrestling With The Future. That's our public page. Our private group is Wrestling With The Future podcast. Make sure you, uh, you answer a couple of questions and join our group, Wrestling With The Future podcast. Our YouTube channel is Wrestling With The Future podcast. We now have, oh, by the way, we picked up. I got it. I have to tell you this. We picked up more stations. So let me tell you who we've got now. We are now with Podtail, Ch- uh, Chartable, Backtracks. We are with, uh, we are on, blah, 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 where'd you go, where'd you go? Where'd you go? Um, oh, uh, Podtail, Backtracks, Chartable. We are on Pod Bay FM 101 in Canada. We are now on the BBC 4 in England and Skynet in Canada as well. We are now on seven commercial radio stations nationwide. And we are on 129 platforms worldwide. So that's just a few. Glad and, to be here. And and growing every, every week. Uh, you can also find me on my Psychic page if you are so inclined to get a reading. I'm at Psychic Angelo on Facebook and on Twitter at Psychic Angelo. So uh, that's me. And Dan, take us home, brother. 
Well, as you have just heard, Wrestling with the Future has gone global. Uh, we can be found on Twitter as well at Wrestling Future. That's no G, Wrestling Future. I'm on Twitter, the man.wwtf, or excuse me, the man underscore WWTF. So go. don't forget to like, share, subscribe, buy the t shirt, Wrestling with the Future, and we'll see you next time. Take care, folks. Happy Wrestling.